Welcome back to Teaching the Unteachables, where we dive into methods for teaching and learning for professionals like you. This episode recorded live at the National HVACR Education Conference. Check out Richie Engineering at yellowjacket.com. All right. Thank you all for joining us at the 2023 National HVACR Education Conference. We are hanging out with Greg Guzzi from Yellow Jacket. Thanks for having me, Cliff. How are you, my friend? <laughs> Very good. Before I came into the HVAC industry, other than doing the automotive stuff when I was in yeah. school, I actually did a lot with diesel engines. Ah, there you all go. of the EPA emissions on <laughs> yeah. diesel engines starting back in 1999 yeah. were oh my gosh, we got to go to a tier two? Yeah, what are you exactly. talking what, about? How are we going to treat this? And, and how are we going to be able to hit those emission numbers? Yeah. And they basically tweaked the engines and they were able to hit tier two and they went, wow. What's next? That was easy. Yeah. And all of a sudden it became tier three, tier yeah. four. And yeah. now, I mean, these engines are putting out from, if you put it in basically a monster box, yeah. you'd be sitting with a shoebox down in the corner now. For the emission output on diesel engines. Isn't that crazy? We're, same we're, internal combustion engines. Same engines. Right. We're I still pulling the same power. It's not yeah. like we've actually, some of them are pulling more power. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I saw Ford had a commercial or whatever. They came out with a new engine now that uh, the 5, what is it, 5752 is pulling 700 horsepower out of that engine. Uh, well, we'd consider a small block V8. <laughs> yeah, right? A small block V8. I'm like, 700 horse. That's, that's crazy. Nice. But we're in the same boat with the HVAC industry. We absolutely are. We're, we're starting with that big monster cube that, oh, my gosh, yeah. how are we ever going to get down to a refrigerant <laughs> that's in the little itty-bitty yeah, shoebox in the corner? Yeah. There's no way we can get there. Yeah. We will get there. Oh, we have I, to. I guarantee you it's going to be coming. It's going to be painful. The, the diesel industry with the diesel engines, it was painful. Look at the changes that happened to get to where they are there. Exactly. Right. But every one of them was a step in technology, yeah. and we're going to be going the same way. I, so you, you need to either jump on board or, or you know sell the business, get out quick, and, and do something <laughs> else, right? right? So that's that's where my head is on this. Is, is we we need to make sure we're supporting ourselves, our industry, yeah. and and we're doing the right thing. Yeah. I mean, if they were able to do it in diesel engines that nobody thought they could ever get down to that shoebox level. You know, we, we can do it. We just need to keep you know the scientists that are working on our blends right now. How do we get the right product? How do we then the implement solution? the right products? How do we push the right products into and our industry, right? And then educate, educate, educate. <laughs> it's what it's going to take. We, we have to get there. Right now, you know, it, it's scary. We're, we're in that transition, right? We, we've had that R22 for 90 years. Right. I, that This is our comfort for, zone. For 10A, we had now for, you know, basically... 13, 14 years of actual use, right? So how are we going to switch when we haven't hit that 90-year mark yet? You know, I mean, theoretically, the guys that are my age, a little older, are going, we made the switch. We don't have to do it again. What are you telling me yeah, we have to change again? Struggle. And it's like, yes, we're our industry is changing faster and right. faster and faster, and we have to keep up. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's one of the things. My my whole division, my, my group of engineers... I talk to them every day about innovation. We have to be leading the way because we have to come up with new solutions. And we don't even know what the problem is. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the biggest part of the problem. We don't yeah. even know what the problem is, and we have to come <laughs> yeah. up with the solution. What's next? So <laughs> Let's prepare we, for what might be coming. We have to figure out what could they run into uh, with in that process. R32 now yeah. going to left-hand threads. I know, maybe, maybe that. not. Yeah. 
Well, oh, I've seen some jugs go out left. Yeah. The problem is, is right. nobody has a standard What's for the what standard? the left is. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, true. I mean, there's nothing set so in stone. So what, what is that? Yeah. Is there a standard? Have right. we, you know, and, and maybe that's part of what we need to look at as an industry, too, is how do we bring things into a standard yeah. so that people can, they grab a, a jug of 290. Right. That is the same jug of 290 as the same jug of 290, so, no matter so whose brand it is. It's all the same. From the standpoint of I can put it into my tools and make it work. Yeah. I mean, we offer that right now. And I know I was talking with some of the competitors here, and there is a company, I won't mention any names, that is making a tank right now that is not threading the tank properly all the way out to the end of their rolled thread. And I've worked with them. I've got these other manufacturers talking to them because all of our 290 kits don't go on their tanks easily. Everybody else's, you can just screw the thread right on, right. and it's fantastic. As a technician, they're in and out. They, they upload the 290 into their system, and it's done. I spent 45 minutes getting any of my competitors or mine onto that tank. Oh, my gosh. These because are the things that we have to talk about. the starting of that thread is not rolled properly all the way out to the end. And it's like, all you guys got to do is fix your tank because your other option is, as manufacturers, yeah. we're just going to send them to somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. We're not going to support that particular product. Yeah. You know, and, and that's never where you want to be no. in that in that field. You, you want to be able to provide the product that all of the manufacturers are supporting you. Yep. And, and right now, we're working with them to try to fix this issue. Right, right, but it's right. things like that we find because, you know, our customers are giving us feedback yeah. across the board. Yeah. Oh, my hey, God. I don't want to be on that tech support call. <laughs> why, why can't we use this tank anymore? Yeah, well, yeah. what do you mean? And then when I go through and I figure out, oh, yeah, I actually can use it. But it takes sitting there tweaking it back and Extra forth to get that on thread on. And Just it takes right. 45 minutes to... If you've ever seen the size of a 290 tank, yeah, they're, no, they're no, you know 14 inches tall yeah. by four inches around or whatever yeah, it is. I yeah. mean, they're ridiculously small. Right. And if you're taking 45 minutes to get that coupler to start on there properly, to then screw it on the whole way, lost ROI. Yeah, that's that's going to be one of those where they're not happy no. as the technician. And oh, by the way, it's not just going to be me telling you not to buy that one because it doesn't work. You're never going to buy it again no, anyway. Absolutely. That, that's one mistake you don't make too many times. <laughs> that's, that's one of those where you're, you're not happy. You're not going to be buying it again. So I think, you know, they, they kind of set themselves up for failure. And that's why we try to work with them. Yeah. We, we try to work with all these guys because we want our tools to work with their stuff. We want everybody universal. Right. And we want, yeah, we want things more universal. And that's, that's something that, you know, as an industry, may, we maybe need to look at too. How do we make things more universal? How do we make it so that across the board, you know, if you look at the cars, yep. going back to my automotive background, oh, yeah. we came out with an OBD uh, Ooh, connector yeah, on the car <laughs> that actually tells you what's going on in the car. You mean right? it speaks on a universal language between all manufacturers? Yeah, we that can was, do that? <laughs> that was crazy, right? Did I, because did I say that now you can plug in or? and you can read it. Oh, my and it's like And everyone's using the same coding so that we're talking on a universal data platform and we're sharing our information and and that's that? yeah that, that's that's where it's like i understand it's nice to have some things that are proprietary yeah, absolutely. there's absolutely things that need to be patented yeah. I'm, i've got patents in my name it's happening you know um it, there's things that you have to hold that technology because you did the development sure but there's no reason not to be able to share things yep. to make our industry safer to make our tools better across the board to make our user experience to me, everything, our tools that we manufacture, it's all about looking at the technician's job right. and how do I make Efficiency. it easier for them. Oh, buddy, now we're speaking. Because it's not about what tool is it. It's 
is that the right tool is for this the, the right job? tool for the job oh my gosh <laughs> if we just all looked at the same perspective it would be a different different environment be- because if i'm a technician and i can use six different manufacturers tools yep. but only one of them is looking at what i'm actually using yeah. it for yeah. Yeah. and saying okay am, is that the easiest way to do it oh no yeah. let's look at doing it slightly different right why wouldn't I go with that slightly different one that's going to make my job easier? And by the way, Tell now, me. if I'm more efficient as a technician yeah, and I'm doing valuable. two, three jobs compared to the other guys because Speaking I got that language, better brother. product, <laughs> I, I mean, at the end of the day, who's going to get the pay bonus? That's exactly right. Who's, who's going to get that call out to be able to go work on these units when times get tough and they start cutting some of the technicians because you know, we really can't afford to have all these people on? Well. Exactly. You're not the guy that's going to get cut when you can go do the job. Exactly. And so if we can get all of the technicians up to that level. Right. And by the way, right now there's a shortage of technicians. I don't know if anybody's noticed that in the marketplace. (laughs) But if we can make their job easier, that shortage isn't so hard felt. Yeah, exactly. Right? We're able to get the technicians out there. We're able to get the products up and going. And it helps continue to grow our industry rather than somebody trying to figure out a solution to work around it because that's always your other option, right. right? How do Still I work around it? it? You know, if, yeah. if I can somehow keep my vegetables cold without keeping a chiller on them, yeah. I might go down that path yeah. because the chiller might cost too much too money. Much. Sure. And so it opens up that avenue of people competing against us in our industry and we really want to keep that as closed as as possible possible because yeah yeah, now now we can still keep control of things right so if we're doing the right thing with our refrigerations across the world we're going to have the best products for that stuff across the world so true so Man, you've really spent some time here, right? <laughs> I didn't realize how much we speak the same language as this is. Oh, man, this is very, very enjoyable and very enlightening. I mean, some perspectives that I hadn't even really thought about my own self. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. to me, it's, you know, I always got things going through my head, right? So as an engineer, I'm always engineering. And, you know, you go to bed at night, you wake up in the morning, you go, okay, I got these six more ideas. <laughs> Where's that notepad? I know I wrote something down. Was I dreaming or was I actually writing that down? <laughs> but it, it's all about, you know, I listen to the customer feedback yeah. as much as I can. I have anything that's, you know, defective, whatever sent back, and I analyze Just it to figure it, out what what's going here. on. Why is it a problem? Yeah. What is it? Because, you know, you can build the best tools in the world, and somewhere along the line, you're going to get that technician that just decided to be a gorilla. Yeah. And, you know, we don't make that, uh, what is that one where the gorilla's jumping, the, the glue or whatever, <laughs> the gorilla <laughs> glue. Gorilla you know, we don't make gorilla glue, so we're, we're not building it for the gorilla to break it. You know? <laughs> handles are not designed for 100 pounds of torque, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's why some of our handles, not the one that's on the picture of the manifold, yeah, but yeah. some of our other manifolds, they're plastic yeah, well, for a reason. Yeah. Because if you're torquing them that hard that you're breaking the plastic, you're not doing something right. Let me right. show you what you're doing wrong here. <laughs> yeah. That tool is not meant for that. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, that's that's where I really think, you know, as a manufacturer, as an industry, we have to help each other out. Yes. We have to make sure that we're doing the right things. We have to work with the suppliers of, you know, the tanks to make sure that the fittings are a standard fitting. Exactly. Whatever that means. We need to make sure that, you know, we're... It's fantastic to have a specialty fitting, right? right? I mean, we do a lot of stuff in in our side with the automotive world Uh, as well. Yeah, absolutely, to keep things specific. So we have a fitting for 1234YF in the automobile industry. Absolutely. That is a completely different fitting than the R134A fitting. As it should. Different between HFC and HFO and automobiles. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so 
to do different fittings. I am 100% on board with that in the industry (laughs) as long as we figure out what that is and not that, you know, this company makes an R32 fitting that does this and this company makes an R32 fitting that does that and we got 700 different fittings out there and now, I mean, from my standpoint, hey, great, I'll make every one of those tools, right? I'll make 700 tools and sell you all 700. But the technician's not going to want to be going he through his toolbox and be like, no, Let's it isn't see. quite was, that one. Does this no. one fit this brand or does it fit? That? I may have to start labeling my tools to know which manufacturer this actually And they got fits. a you know 700 piece kit that they got to have color coded, multi different colors to be able to be like, okay, this one is that tank. Not and this, happen, is it? No, no. So, you know, standardization, huge. Yeah. Making it so that we can help our, our technicians, help our you know overall customers to get the best experience possible. Right. It's going to keep driving our industries keep leading us forward. So to wrap this a little bit up of, of where I came from, where I started on this, mm-hmm. you know, we started with the construction industry. The hammer is much different now. There's automated hammers. Right. There's there's this finish hammers that you're using, a little itty-bitty hammer with the, the, the nails to drive in those little itty-bitty ham, uh, nails, you yeah. know. We had an R12 gauge set, manifold set. We had the R22 manifold set. They lasted a long time. It's fantastic. You know, there's still people that are using them even with the R, R410A. do not even go just, there. Just, just to use it as the gauge set because right. they know what the numbers are supposed to be, and that's fantastic. Yeah. If that's, that's where you want to go. But going forward, we need to make sure that we're using the right tools. Yeah. And, and the, the right tool to me that you can hand down from one generation to next as far as from a technician standpoint handing it down to your family. If you're an educator, handing it down to your, the, the people, that your students that you're actually teaching, yeah. um, even as a manufacturer or as a supplier, it's get the right tools out to these people. And the right tool is the education. Yeah, that's the biggest part of it, isn't it? Keep their hands around that. Make it so they can understand what's going on. Exactly. Make it so that they are educated. And that's really the right tool for the job. It, it's, it's all about understanding, knowing the dangers, knowing the benefits, knowing how to handle things, knowing what pressures you're dealing with, what, you know, how you could get hurt from it, and, you know, staying trained, right? That's, that's why you guys are doing this whole thing here, right? Is, here we are. Is, is trying to get people educated, but that's really what we need to go after yeah. in this industry is, yeah. is get the people the information they need. That's it. The entire purpose of having this conference is to bring people like yourself in with that firsthand knowledge to help educate you're right that's all it takes is the education in our industry so that's pretty much what i had for you right, uh i man, mean that's some good <laughs> stuff that is that is well worth listening to and repeat listening to and i hope that sinks in a little bit about you know the analogies of our industry and how things have changed and you you spoke so many things i'm gonna have to add the diesel one to my own <laughs> so i I'm, I'm a vehicle fanatic myself and I've, i keep using that analogy of the internal combustion engine you know w- when we started increasing efficiencies on internal combustion engines in the gasoline industry particularly you know we didn't redesign completely i mean we, we didn't come up with a completely new concept for the internal combustion engine we took out you know timing <laughs> mechanical timing chain systems, and we developed automated timing or belt timing, less friction, things that made it more efficient. We took out mechanical carburation and we added electronic fuel injection. injection, We took out, you know, points ignitions and we went to electronic ignitions, all to be able to adapt the controls to be able to make the internal combustion engine more efficient. You forgot one main component, the air. Oh my gosh, absolutely. We control the air better than we ever controlled the air on so an true. engine before. Absolutely. And measuring the air <laughs> along the way. Exactly. Know? So we're, we're taking all of the inputs. Oh my, here we go. So we're taking all the inputs of that internal combustion engine and we're 
putting better inputs so that we have a better output, right? Exactly. Let's exactly. take a look at our refrigeration system. I, I use this reference all the time. When I'm doing those two, I'll go, well, now let's talk about the internal compression engine. <laughs> our vapor, vapor compression, right? That's our internal compression engine. What are we doing to make that internal compression engine more efficient? We are putting better inputs so we can get better outputs. Exactly. Oh, yep. know, this is so much fun. And this is <laughs> this is why we do what we do. You, know, you, you just you can't be in one place and get this kind of um, uh, variety of perspectives. You know, there's so many different backgrounds all gathered in one place, and everyone with one initiative. Well, and and that's where it is beneficial to be able to have that interaction with all the people oh, here at the show, and and to be able to understand where they're coming from, to yeah. listen to what they're yeah. saying, and input. and then to also be able to give them that input back. Because you know there was there's one guy that I was talking with here that's like, well, A3s aren't going to be that big a deal. We can easily recover A3s, and we can put them in a tank. That's no big deal. And it's like, yeah, that 100% agree. Yeah. We can do it. Sure. But can we do it safely? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when when we start having incidents on, on the news because this, this thing blew up here and this thing blew up there, yeah. it's not going to go back to the HVAC technician right. blew something up. It's going to be that refrigerant is a hazard and we must get rid of it. And, we, and it's going to be at the scare factor, right? So let's keep our head around that as we move forward. And how do we make it so that never happens? How do we educate? How do we make it so that these people know, don't be pumping air into that tank. Exactly. It, you know, you should either shut it off at atmospheric in some way, shape, or form. Right. Even if that means that you're just monitoring the system, hey, that's Absolutely. fantastic. Sure. If that's that's the way we go as an industry, right. then let's monitor the system. sure that the that's system. what we're actually doing, though. Exactly, you know? exactly. But, you know, if, if that's not the solution, then maybe we have to have an oxygen sensor right. that goes in there and it reads oxygen level in that refrigerant and if there's oxygen coming in that means it's coming from outside air stop the system yeah exactly <laughs> you know? wow so such a whole different perspective it, yeah yeah <laughs> all right my brain's rattling <laughs> <laughs> well i really appreciate you bringing me in here and allowing me to to talk and to be able to you know share some of this with the industry it's mm -hmm. it's awesome to be able to do that to be able to you know let people understand that we're looking out for them no matter what we're doing here we're, we're trying to help each other out and at the end of the day i think that's where it makes the difference so oh. you know you're going to continue to see new products from not just yellow jacket richie engineering but from all of the competitors because we're going to keep working to make the things that you guys need to make your jobs better love it love it so. love it love it Greg, I'm so grateful to have you here. Yeah, thanks hey. for having me. It was, it was awesome. So what so. about some follow-up? Anyone wants to learn more about Greg Guzzi, <laughs> Yellow Jacket Richie, so where we go to? I am on LinkedIn. Yeah. But, yeah, go. if you want to go to uh, www.yellowjacket.com yep. is our website. We have all of our products out there. We do have information on our A2Ls out there as oh, well nice, nice. where we cover that. You can actually click on our – we have a little A2L symbol on our website. You yep. can click on that. You and can see all the different the... tools that we have that are A2L. Oh, I'm well, going um, to check that out. Yeah. We have, we have uh, tech bulletins for, like, the 290 because there is differences in how all the tanks actually work. So we actually have, like, multiple O-rings that we put in the different fittings to give us the different press height that we need to be able to press the different tanks. Absolutely. So we have tech bulletins that are readily available That's like that online. 
But yeah, I mean, anything that you need, if you can't find it online, we have a customer service address that's right on our website. You can send it to them. If they can't get you an answer, uh, they send it to our tech services if it's more of a technical type question. Yep, yep. Otherwise, it comes up uh, to engineering, and one of the engineers there that work for me will answer the questions and, mm. and get you whatever response that is. And if it's a tool that we don't have, it opens our eyes to, hey, we, we need to look at something else Let's in the, the industry. Let's expand a little you know? bit. Right. <laughs> so, so it's always good to get that feedback, even yeah. if it's not a tool that we can make tomorrow right. because, you know, there's not a standard fitting for R32 yet, right? So, oh, I, so how true. do you make the new R32 fitting when you don't know what it we is? Don't even know exactly yet. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, but we're all about that. So whatever we can do to help out, uh, you know, go to our website. We'll be able to, to answer questions and to help educate as well. Wonderful. So. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us and uh, have a great rest of your day. Thanks.